0: Hello everyone, thanks ever so much for coming to another um, Majestic Webinar. So I've got some great people here, um, on the old side we've got myself and Frank Watson, and on the uh, the, uh, the much more uh, younger side we've got Helen and Alina. Uh, Alana, uh, Alina. So uh, guys, I think the best thing to do is to let you guys firstly give uh, a quick introductions to who you guys are. So, Helen?
1: Um, I'm Helen Pollitt. I am Managing Director of Arrows Up. I've been in digital marketing for about a decade now, but specialise now in SEO. I also uh, am an Associate Lecturer at the University of Kent, teaching about web marketing and analytics.
0: Frank, tell us about you. Uh,
2: old guard. I've been doing this since the 90s. Uh, Right now, I'm the uh, Senior SEO Strategist for Master Electronics. Uh, we have 9 million electronic components, so uh, I've got a lot of things to play with. It's it's a challenge, and I think a large part of that is link building, so uh, we're in the right field for this discussion today. And
0: Alina.
3: Cool. Hi, guys. So I'm Alina Ghost. Um, basically, I've been in-house SEO for nearly a decade now. I've worked for the likes of like uh, Tesco, Debenham's, Carpet Right. Um, and I am currently SEO manager at Amara, and I've got my own uh, SEO podcast called SEO with Mrs. Ghost. So yeah, if you have any questions, happy to answer them.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, we'll, we'll get some URLs at the end for everybody to uh, to, to um, touch base with each of you as well. Um, before I get into things proper, I'd uh, uh, be happy if anybody in the uh, chat room gets this link and you want to shout it out to people, um, please feel free. Uh, that will get them straight into the room, so they don't have to register or anything. Um, also, shout out to Majestic for helping us get this uh, off the ground. Without them, I probably wouldn't get my act together to do this kind of thing. So, um, that, that they're sponsoring this this event, um, and uh, they sponsored last one as well. And, and last month's web- webinar had so many questions around links that uh, I decided that we should have a, another, you know, the old guard, new blood theme, but just just talk from the perspective of links. Um, and to get the, uh, the generational divide in, in the industry, uh, but uh, try and do a whole presentation based around the industry, which I don't think is going to be very difficult, to be honest with you. I think there's a—I've got hundreds of questions here, and we're never going to get through all of them. Um, so we've got some great panelists, and I'll jump straight in. I think with with question one. Uh, so there were loads of people um, asking things around the same sort of idea. But uh, Joe Loggs, um had a pretty good start at the 10 uh, and asked how, how link building has changed over the decades. Um, and she asked, actually, you know, what are the three things we should all be doing with link building? So in the interest of brevity, because if you all do three, that's going to take us quite a long time. Um, and we're going to get on to a few other questions. Um, how do you think um, link building has changed? Uh, and maybe give us, you know, one thing that we should be all doing with link building. Uh, and then, you know, if, if anyone disagrees, feel free to jump in. But, uh, I'll send you in. Helen, um, do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say probably one of the biggest changes that I've noticed is that every single interesting news story that I read these days turns out to actually have just been some SEO agency's digital PR campaign. <laughs> so you just can't trust the news at all because it's all been orchestrated by SEOs. Uh, but other than that, I would say that... Um, there is a, I think a greater awareness of publications outside of the industry of the value of links so there's much more in terms of linking out policies that publications have these days and uh, people are just a little bit more suspicious when you get in touch with them and ask for a link out to your website so I think there's yeah. just a greater awareness in general.
0: Okay I, I like that one I'm gonna, I might come back to that a little bit later with, uh, with the, um, the stuff. Uh, Frank what do you want to go with?
1: Well, I mean,
2: the the difference is in the very very early days of uh, the let's say the start of Google, which is the late '90s, and we still had a few years. You literally could do anything to get a link. You know, you could create a bunch of uh, mini sites and all that sort of thing. You could have a pile of uh, links from the same page, from uh, you know different pages within the same website, and they all gave you some value. Uh, it didn't matter whether if you were an electronics company and you were getting links from a janitorial service. They didn't care. It was a purely about account. And then the, if a lot of people pointed specifically to one place, if that was the common place, you which would have Wikipedia popped up because everyone used that as a reference, you have that central we could do anything back in link building that days a link was a link was a link now after penguin <coughs> it would very more structured and and they became aware of us manipulating it with anchor text and just you know it became a lot more qualified and i think that's the difference nowadays in what you need to do when you're link building and why it's so much harder is because it ha- there has to be a relevance You can get a few throwaways, you can get a few reciprocals, but the true value of what you're getting is with those quality links that you're getting within your
0: own niche. Okay, great. And Alina, who do you want to go with?
3: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's the fact that the value of a link has been relevancy. Um, It's changed a lot. Like... Um, I remember first starting out and doing like press releases in order to create links back to a site which is hideous (laughs) but at the same time um, the the fact that it's harder let's say to get a link and um, how it's actually ranked within like the full um, like ranking system the algorithm is actually completely different now like If we could say that before it used to be link has to uh, really help a site, even if you do any, now it might not impact it as much as you think or as much as you want. And I've heard down the grapevine that actually brand has a lot to do with it. So even if you get links to a brand, you might actually not gain as much of value from that if you still have really bad reviews. So it's thinking about the whole holistic view and not just the links these days.
0: Yeah. Okay, we lost your uh, audio there. Yeah, that's because I can't turn my mic on, so sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, that's interesting. I might come back to the, to the review thing, whether that's uh, important, because... Uh, I think that might have some controversy in the uh, in, 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 in the group. So it'd be kind of interesting. So I'm going to try and come back to those main things. So I heard um, what I heard was Helen saying, right, every mainstream news story is run by an SEO agency, which I think is a brilliant thing to say. Uh, Frank saying it used to be that anything goes, but now all the links need to be qualified. Uh, and Alina saying um, that, the, yes, value and relevancy, but also suggested that there was. Um, the, 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 uh, the reviews or basically the, uh, the reputation of the, uh, the site may uh, impact uh, a link value as well. So I'm going to come back to those ones but, uh, and to quiz everyone a little bit more. And, but I wanted to go on to another question. A guy called uh, Ashton Hudson asked, um, how do you maximize productivity? It's a totally different slant. How do you maximize productivity when carrying out link building research and acquisition? Let's go the other way around. So, Alina, do you want to go first?
3: Yeah, I think obviously it depends. So, if you are.
0: Uh, Sorry, I should have said no, we're banned from saying it depends in an (laughs) (laughs)
3: essay. Go on. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Um, But essentially, like it depends what kind of um, a link building, uh, dare I say, tactic uh, that you're using. But in terms of productivity, you can be smarter. The thing is, these days in this age, you can literally google anything so you can find other people how they've gone about um link building let's say you are going for that authority um so you're speaking to press if that's the case then you know what tools you can use such as haro such as uh, get response i think that's what it's called and it's essentially about getting those emails on a regular basis um it's about speaking and creating those relationships in terms of productivity, it's about just being savvy with the quality sites that you use. So going back to what Frank said, if you're looking at relevancy, you have to make sure that the site that you're talking uh, to is actually relevant to your audience. You don't want to be just talking to any website and getting them to link back because that's not going to be relevant.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Frank, do you want to come in? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I
2: read something in the last uh, three or four days where they were talking uh, about authorship again. And uh, there was an article when they were talking about medical information where you're either uh, quoting a doctor, you're quoting, you know, so that's authoritative, then you've got apprentice level, which are medical students, and then you've got the general public. So I, I think that's, that's where we're going. I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, that it used to be no anything went. Now we're getting down and down and down And there are methodologies that work better. Uh, You can reverse engineer your competitors and see what directories uh, that they're in or uh, what forums that they're involved with where you see the links and and whether or not there's any quality or a follow link to that. Uh, I like one of my best uh, ways of doing is I'll find a university professor around a particular topic that I want to write about. And I'll... Interview him, quote him, and then send him a link to the article. A lot of the times, and it's not a hundred percent, but I'm getting at least sixty percent of those people will drop a link to that article in their edu bio. So you, you know, an edu link is still has a little bit more value than a, a, a regular commercial link. Uh, that type of thing. Yeah, it's just you've got to look at what's being done in your space and what, what seems to be the go-to places that other people in your industry are getting value from, you know, taking the time to either be involved with a particular forum or, or a particular uh, uh, directory, you know, because directories still have a minimum value. They don't have the value that they used to, but there are some that are very specific to your industry that may have value. So it's, it takes work, but you know there are methods to it.
0: Okay, it's all interesting. I'm going to come back at all of you soon. So, okay. <laughs> Ellen?
1: Uh, I would say the key to productivity in any SEO task is caffeine. Caffeine? Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, specifically link building, it, I think you have to always have uh, an always-on approach to link building. So always be looking for... The industry niche I mean we've spoken about that earlier but where are the audiences hanging out for that particular niche where are they spending time what are the publications are they reading getting to know that ahead of any attempt to start link building because then you you get to know who are the sort of key actors within those communities who are the people who are the publishers the editors who do you need to start getting in contact with now and just interacting with so that when it comes to the time when you want to actually try and pitch a story for instance you've already made contact with them it's not going to be a cold pitch so getting to know people who in the future you might want to contact up ahead of time means that when you then decide you want to start a link building campaign you've actually already done some of the legwork
0: okay so i'm going to kind of challenge uh all and everyone else i guess um i think uh, there's an interesting thing that came out there um so We talked about author value may be coming back or may not be coming back. We talked about EDU links might have more value than than non-EDU links. We said a good brand may carry more value than a a bad brand. So there's there's quite a lot of signals in there which seem slightly slightly esoteric. Um, And I I wonder whether that's uh, correlation or causation. Uh, Certainly the tests I did for EDU links um, and the way I understood the, uh, the algorithms, there was never a, a fundamental reason why, um, say, EDU links were anywhere better than other ones. What happened was that those links were ostensibly, from websites that had good links going into them, and then the internal link structure of those websites would make the, the difference. Um, and then similarly with brand, if you take a good brand like, you know, if you take a reputable brand, BBC, Um, but then you've got a page that's buried well into the system, as I have somewhere that's a page to my my old agency in in BBC. It's got no links going into it, even internally into the BBC now, and I can't see any evidence of any juice coming out of it anymore. So I guess my question is, um, do these concepts of of brand, of value, of authorship, um, bear up to testing, or are they... um, something that we kind of have felt is true. So on the authorship one, for example, um, if, we, if, if I write something about, I don't know, the solar system, uh, I have no experience or expertise in the solar system, but if Brian Cox, the renowned physicist, then blogs in my comments, he's just doing a blogger comment and gets no reputation whatsoever from it, but he's the authority in that, in that conversation. So I guess my question is, is, is around all of them how 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 confident are we that these are signals really, or is it a function of uh, a function of, um, of still links that suddenly we, we, we the math seems to appear that these things happen
1: I think the the real difficulty is that you just can't isolate these things because if we were are talking about um, some of the associated signals with with links such as potentially traffic going through them or sentiment analysis so the Uh, why the link is there in the first place and is it are people talking about it with a a positive or a negative uh, spin in terms of the brand I think you can't just isolate the link and test that alone so it's really hard to work out whether these other factors are having an impact or not so authorship for instance Mm. that author is probably being spoken about so is it is it that that's having the impact rather than their their expertise within the industry or is it the fact that they are on uh, being mentioned on a website that's a, a .edu website but actually it's because that website is so very specific and niche and relevant to the page that's being linked to that that's what's having the effect i think you can't just take one of those attributes in isolation and test just that so essentially we might never know with any certainty
3: But I just don't think that it's about testing either. Um, I totally agree with what you say. I think it's about um, actually the holistic view. So if you do try and get links to a brand and the brand is actually getting really awful reviews and not fulfilling that customer end journey, so people will find out about it. So essentially, you're amplifying a bad brand. But that's not to say that it's any good. And Google can then see that. I think that's what's interesting, the fact that it needs to work side by side. So you need to ensure that you actually have really great reviews, that you have great relevant links, and you can't be doing it one or the other.
0: So you're saying that it doesn't matter that, that it's correlation, not causation. It's a fact of life that, you know, uh, if you're in bad company, then you're going to get, <laughs> you're going you're to do badly.
3: Yeah, that yeah, you're gonna yeah have- go
0: on. No, you go, Frank. It, the, that's
2: the whole thing. I mean, we're talking what's happening right now versus even what was happening, say, five or six years ago. Remember the, uh, the eyeglass guy that uh, had really bad he – w- he was the one that uh, got a bunch of links from the New York Times and all these different places. Uh, and he you know, very openly said there's no such thing as a bad link. You know, he was getting people writing crap about, you know, his services, but he was getting all these links. He was getting, you know, links from the New York Times and from various publications and medical places. It didn't matter. He used that uh, uh, stuff to rank number one for all of these eyeglass uh, terms. So, I mean, it it's really hard. Uh, yes, Google right now is becoming a lot more qualified and filtered in how they're looking at a particular link. But I think they, you know, unless they've got, you know, and I, granted they've got a lot of ability, but there is still going to be peripheral garbage links that have a value coming to you. you know? And that's the other the random surfer theory thing where if you just had, and that's how Penguin came in, everyone was using the same anchor text to point to their particular pages in their website you know, like Black Dress or whatever it was. And there were more of those than what should have been normally links that just included your domain. So, I mean, the Penguin came through and filtered that. But all, you know, that filtration, that, that a degree of how far can Google or anyone that's measuring, you know, and giving points to something for a ranking, it's really difficult to be able to, to have a pure, System And that's why causation and correlation and everything else can't be isolated because of the, the fact that there needs to be some random there. If you don't have some reciprocal links, if you don't have a few links from sort of questionable or non-associated places, and it's all, you know, I'm getting links from the best publications in my industry, from uh, professors in my industry and the university down to the particular uh, discipline at the university and they're only coming from that discipline you know that in and of itself is manipulation so i mean we it's it's tough you you're going to get a lift from the quality but if you don't have any of the crap you're going to get questioned of whether or not you've manipulated the entire thing in the first place
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, so I've got a few people raising their hands and things, but um, <laughs> that's a, that's a button to, beyond me. So I'm just going to. I, I've got lots of questions that people ask before the event. I've got I've got over a hundred questions that were asked before the event, and I'm never going to wow. get through any of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just just uh, head on and just do a few more. I promise not to uh, to, to make it go on for, for too long. i like try and make it about half an hour and forty minutes maximum, so we won't you know kill it off. But um, uh, changing tack a little bit then. Um, Brendan, I thought, asked a really interesting question. And he, he said, um, is Google going to become more and more of a walled garden? Um, and in that case, how how does that change link building? Um, so I guess there's two questions. I mean, Facebook, obviously, and LinkedIn, well, you know, Facebook already is, uh, and LinkedIn is are uh, walled gardens. Um, so is Google going the same way first? And if so, um, how does that affect link building and, and how does that affect it from the algorithms point of view who wants to take that first no. Lena
3: yeah so I personally think that Google is already going in the way to find a different way of calculating trust authority and the reason why we can't just do link building um, or just go for as Frank said for those top quality links but you have to have like the whole view is because it needs to be realistic it's a bit like that stat that says um we don't actually trust five-star reviews because you need to have somebody who has something bad to say about you as well <laughs> controversially but um i guess going back to your question um is it a walled garden i guess um it will be going that way in the sense that it's continuously changing continuously adapting to our new view of um creating links and the, the thing is once we find uh, a way to manipulate link building google then goes in and actually says actually where we've changed the ballpark here we think that you should be doing it in a different way stop manipulating search results
0: <laughs> i i must admit i do find the uh the 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 contrary, the contrary um, opinions and thoughts by Google to be quite odd. So, I mean, uh, one hand, they're saying, oh, yes, start doing schema and stuff. And then they're saying schema makes no difference. You know, it's, it, it, you can't say links are good and links make no difference at the same time. They, they either do or they don't, yeah. really. So, uh, okay. So, uh, what do you think about that, Frank, Frank about wall gardens? You, you know, so um, sort of putting you in the middle of these t- each time, really. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I'm in a walled garden.
2: Uh, the, I think, you know, like social signals have some sort of impact on ranking or, or you know, recognition or whatever it is. You know, so you, you can have likes. You know, you, you have a site and it can count the likes that you've gotten from Facebook. So while it's walled, there's still signals that are getting through. And it's the same thing with Google. I mean, Google's becoming – I mean, hell – pretty soon we're, we're just going to throw stuff into google and they're just going to put it out in whatever format they want and we're never going to get a link from google yeah you know, a click from google again i mean we're at what 40 50 of, percent of certain search terms are now non don't get a click because the answer's right there in the box uh i mean i is that a walled garden or is that just the ultimate you know, rip off of everyone's content in the world and they're just shooting out the answers and doing things that, you know, they penalize
0: everyone else from doing. Uh, it's, I, yeah. I, I think that that's a, uh, that changes the game quite a lot. I've got a lot to say about the, uh, yeah. Well, wait,
2: what's the wall? wall. That's, that's <laughs> what, you know, i more, I, you hear that term walled garden all the time, but what exactly is being walled? Is it a community that nothing gets out from inside of? And we know that at least in Facebook that mm-hmm. likes and things like that, that the accounting for that can be gotten out. So that shows some sort of relevance or a particular preference for any comments or, or posts. So there is a count factor there. And that, the, you know, we know that pressing a like in Facebook uh, increases the amount of uh, information from that person that gets put into your newsfeed. So it is a sort of algorithmic thing, even inside a walled garden. You know, walled community so and you know i don't know i, I hear that all the time and i, need, I, to stop I, I need
0: to stop you i to let, i've got to let the others in i haven't got time sorry go go go
1: ellen um oh it's a good question i think that it will continue to become more walled but i don't think it can become entirely walled because they still need to cater to advertisers yeah. that's how they make their money at the end of the day mm-hmm. and i don't think advertisers will be accepting of an entirely walled garden i think google has to continue to put them first because that's its revenue stream at the end of the day
0: yeah for, for one, i think that the knowledge base and words one box of things are very interesting and it's a little bit like a sponge so google is it's soaking up all the information that's on the different websites and stuff and bringing them into uh, into its knowledge graph. And every, when it's in its knowledge graph, the interesting thing is it's not particularly keen on sending people back out because then they can say, right, I've got the answer to your question. I can then take, take give an answer from various different sources and don't have to really cite any one of them. But then that goes two ways. And I think the SEOs are going to be moving towards how do we then Get that information. Get the customer back out of the knowledge graph again, and you know, from from how tos where you've got more than eight points, so that Google has to send you off to get the, the rest of the answer to, um, to you know, uh, if you if you eventually want to fly on the aeroplane that, that Google's got, then unless they own the aeroplanes, and they've got to send you off to British Airways or whatever at some point in, in the end of it. So I think this the, the whole knowledge graph is is an interesting thing, um, but and I think it's going to be coming around to eventually how do you get links back out of effectively Google off, um, so you can get the traffic coming back in, back in to be a little bit right okay so we've got a few comments in here um uh, Doc saying Frank's spot on well he does love you doesn't he Hi Doc. Uh, Eric Schmidt said years ago that Google intended to become uh, an answer engine and uh, rather than a search engine, at some point they they hope to be the sole gateway to online information. So yeah, so as world domination point of view from from Doc, which uh, is absolutely uh, uh, absolutely the the, the the same state of play for Apple and Facebook as well. I'm sure they they all want their their, their world domination. Um, so. Uh, um, Right, okay, so what else have we got on the questions here? Long-form versus short-term film content. Uh, so John is asking, um, they've got a couple of SEO agencies that's saying one is long-form is better to get links from and, and uh, another is saying short-form is better to get links from. Um, uh, what do you think? What does it matter? I'll let Frank go first this time because, you know, then we can... Then okay, we can... well, I, I think it depends, and sadly,
2: that's the term we never want to use, but it long form gives you more opportunity for use of specific keywords and associated terms and all that sort of stuff. So it gives you more, uh, short term, uh, short, short length. If it's really pithy and to the point and about a particular topic, it may become, you know, a very referenced source. It's like, okay, this is a perfect 300 word answer to a question this is the answer and that gets shared, you know, as opposed to a 2000 word answer. So, I mean, it, it fluctuates between what the content is answering and and how it needs to be answered. I think.
3: But to add to that, I would say that it it depends on the intent. So short form content is perfect for somebody who's on their mobile phone and usually wants to read something really quickly, find out really quickly that information. It just depends On the topic, it depends on your strategy as well. What are you actually trying to gain from it? What kind of people are you trying to attract? Have a think about where they are in the user journey. Are they wanting more research? Do they want more information? How many questions should you be answering in that? And the thing is, if they're offering both short and long term, actually both could be the answer because why can't you have a mix? For example, if you have one question on one, that could be a short form if it's uh, a short, snappy question and answer. But then actually, you can merge a few questions together um, if you'd like to have a page that's relevant to a bigger topic and actually have a hub of information.
1: Um,
3: I really like what um, Alina just said, actually. That's
1: a, a really good way of thinking about it is that the possibility to mix long and short form content. I When I'm looking at, I don't want to say word count, but when I'm looking about how much detail I need to go into when I'm writing copy for a website, I will look at what other websites are doing on their site to see what else is being ranked currently, what is in the top one, two, and three spots in, in Google, how long is their content, what sort of thing are they addressing, and using that as my guide as to the depth that I should probably be going into in my own copy. But... That idea of mixing long and and short form content together is quite a nice one. You could almost have a a really succinct summary at the top of your page and then go into far more detail later on. Um, Almost the reverse of what um, most recipe websites do where they have two billion words about their auntie's favourite recipe and how it was developed during the war and how the troops all lived off of that (laughs) recipe. And two years later, you finally get to the bottom and actually see the recipe itself. It's almost that in reverse. So you've got the succinct answer that can be used for your feature snippet, for instance, and then the much more in-depth content lies behind that for people who do want to read more. So you're kind of mixing both sets of user intent there.
0: I think that that's...
1: I've got got one
2: more thing. Uh, If you have a look, I mean, most websites have FAQs, and a lot of the times those FAQ pages we'll have the click and it opens out and here's all this content. So they're they're really large pages. But if you look at search results, how often have you seen an FAQ page rank for, for anything?
0: That's true, but you do see FAQs being answered in the uh, in the snippets, which snippets and they get Yeah,
2: in and the snippets, but I mean as far as like in actual results pages, you're not seeing as many and a lot of those FAQs have the answers to uh,
0: industries
2: Everything else. You know?
0: Fair point. I, I think I'd, I'd add, or I'd, I'd look at look at the answer a different way. I first fully agree that the uh, the putting a synopsis right at the top and then structuring the uh, the content is is hugely valuable. And looking at the way in which Wikipedia, for example, structures content is a, is a really good way of uh, thinking about how content should be structured. What I am finding though is um, at least in the in the traditional SERPs. Um, uh, most of the time, the content seems to be getting longer in the results uh, for whatever reason. Um, and I think that the reason is because um, Google is is using NLP much more. So it's using uh, NLP routines to try and understand and interpret content. Um, and, uh, and long-form content is easier for nlp programs to uh, learn and train and understand what the content is about so i think that might be one reason why that's happening but of course just because a page ranks doesn't necessarily mean that a link from that page is um valued. value that's potentially a completely different um piece of maths um and you know that's one thing that that um, Majestics, and so the sponsors uh, came out with, with their link context, um, being able to see how dense the links are, not just on the page, but how li- dense the links are, you know, within each you know, percentile or two, or two or three percentiles of, of the page uh, is, is um, hugely valuable to try and find out whether your links are coming from a page full of links or bundled at the foot or in the middle of the content or in the middle of rich text. So it's not always... It's, it's the, the 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 quality of a link is not necessarily related to the uh, to, to the content on the page, regardless of whether the page is ranked in the search. Is. Uh, okay, right. Anyway, uh, right or wrong, uh, we're nearly out of time. So uh, just before just before we go, uh, you know, I like to keep these things fairly short because after after a while we ramble on and uh, and um, uh, we, we probably come out with our best points in the first thirty minutes or so. Uh, so uh, one um, so one final thing I'd like to say thank you very much to the audience for the great questions I'm gonna keep with the theme I think for the next next time of, of young blood um, and uh, sorry old blood and new blood uh, approach because I think you say it's quite a good one so uh, if you think you're if you, if you think you're hard enough youngsters then come along and, uh, uh, and, and put yourself forward um, I, Thank you also to Manchester, of course, for sponsoring the webinar, uh, and of course to you guys. So would you guys like to finish up by um, giving us, uh, you know, where people can find you, where they can follow up on questions, and, and where they can go? So Helen, do you want to
1: go? Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter, so if you want to just chat about SEO or other things, then you can find me at HelenPollett1. There is a load of L's and T's in my name, so good luck with that. Uh, if you want to pay <laughs> me for SEO work, however, then arrowsup.co.uk is where you should head alina
3: yeah so uh twitter i'm at uh, mrs alina ghost um or you can just uh, go onto my site which is aghost.co.uk, where you can find information about the podcast
0: nice and frank where do we find you uh, not you in new york as ahead. i said not in
2: new
3: well, york
0: actually, I, I live i live in phoenix now
2: but yeah. um Want to uh, reach out? It's Aussie Webmaster at Gmail. It's the easiest one. It's also Aussie Webmaster on Twitter, Frank Watson on Facebook. Uh, you can. Uh, we're starting up the SEO Rockstar podcast again. So you know, look that up. There's a whole bunch of old ones of those. And uh, you know, it, it's part of it. Uh, helping and, and I'm learning more from the people that are coming into the industry now uh the two women that uh were here today and then you know people like dawn and and you know it's amazing the skill that is being brought to what we're doing versus what it was like when we first started i mean it was the wild west where you could literally do anything and there was no such thing as a you know an idea that couldn't be done you know it, it off the wall stuff worked and Nowadays, you've got to be far more of a scientist. You've got to have a lot more skill set to, to be successful because the engines themselves have come in and, and they've refined their abilities and Google with the ultimate black box. We really do need scientists testing and, and, and
0: finding success. So. it's great. So guys, thank you very, very much. I'm going to leave you with the one thought that, uh, that really stood out at the, at the start for me. Uh, and that was uh, saying that every mainstream news story behind every mainstream news story is, uh, is an SEO and I think when you listen to your news tonight or particularly your news in the morning uh, the news in the morning seems to pretty much be the SEOs behind it so if you don't think you're going mainstream then not try it like so thanks a lot guys I appreciate it for every, all of you coming along uh, and uh, we'll see you next time we will have a recording and send it through Cheers Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Bye bye.